Rachel. And hi, everyone else. Welcome to the Friendly Rex podcast. On today's episode, we're going to introduce ourselves and give you a little insight to our musical taste and how they came to be. Yes, but before that, we should probably talk about what the podcast is. Um, So, Alana and I have been friends for 300 years, give or take. Too long. Yeah, a little too long. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) But um, we are... Best friends, we have very similar interests. We love TV, we love movies, we love music, but specifically in music, our uh, tastes are quite different. Um, and for years, we've been trying to get each other to listen to each other's music. And while sometimes it's successful, most of the time it is not. So, yeah, it makes road trips very hard. We have maybe three <laughs> playlists we can <laughs> listen to. So, definitely, especially when you're in the car for like six hours at least. This past time we went down to Disney and um, yeah, it was hard because I want I was one driving. And so I wanted to listen to like heavy music that kept me awake or at least the Hamilton soundtrack, which is usually something that we can agree on. And you're like, no, not feeling it. But also it's like three hours long. Exactly. <laughs> it cuts up the drive, man. Like, <laughs> okay. I needed a little variety, Rachel. <laughs> What's not more variety than American history in hip hop form, Alana? Okay, well, anyway, how uh, would you like to introduce yourself? What kind of musical person are you? Not musical like Hamilton, but like music person are you? Uh, I mean, what what do you mean? Like, Like, if someone, you know, speed dating, right? And it's specifically music. What would you say, like... I listen to X, I listen to Y, and then I might listen to Z, you know? I mean, like, in terms of, like, artists or genres? Genres. Because I, oh, I hate talking about genres. Well, okay, fine, artists. <laughs> I mean, we can say genres just for the sake of it, but I always feel like that it never makes sense when I say genre, or, like, it really narrows I guess that's, my field. that's honestly very fair, because I had a, recently, when I was at that market, like, trying to make friends with people... Um, we got to like music because they put on like easy listening and I was like mm-hmm. oh is this what you generally listen to and then when they asked me like what do I listen to I'm like that's a really fantastic question that I don't know how to answer <laughs> yeah it's I always that's always my least favorite question when I'm talking to new people is what genre do I listen to yeah because people have in their mind like I guess like the stereotypes of certain or like the like top artists in each one and I feel like if you say a genre they're like Mm, yeah I feel like a lot of at least the artists that you listen to too they kind of dip into more than one like umbrella term you know Mm -hmm. so okay fine what are your top five artists right now top five artists in no particular order like it's hard to say like all time ones that are on my like I guess like on repeat type of thing would be of Monsters and Men, Bleachers, Taylor Swift, um, Haim, Florence and the Machine is that five? Yes I believe Yes. yes. Those would probably be my top five. And I think that's a fantastic way to describe, like, what you listen to. Because Haim, yeah. Taylor Swift, those are, like, my go-to. Like, yeah, that's that's Lana. That's what she listens to. <laughs> and Rachel, what are your top five? No one of... wants to hear mine, Alana. They, this is only about you. Friendly Rex means just Alana. No, um, Honestly. okay. Now, obviously, Dance Gavin Dance is my number one. Uh, mm-hmm. But, okay, so... Dance, Gavin, Dance, Paramore, A Day to Remember, generally, like, I could shuffle all on, like, their entire discography and be happy mm-hmm. with whatever it lands on. 
for the most part. <laughs> um, but the other like two slots is where it's very like, I don't know. So like, okay, first of all, are we, am I allowed to separate Haley Williams from Paramore? Like her solo career? I mean, we can because it is separate. So thank you. Okay, well, then Haley Williams. I feel like that's kind of a cheat, though, because it is kind of a cheat because and she only has technically like an album and a half if you're gonna (laughs) count the second one that came out. So that's really just like a recent favorite. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't qualify that as all time. yeah, Yeah, because I have a couple that I could probably slot in that would be like Similar to a Haley Williams situation, yeah, but... like my Maggie Rogers kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like if she has more solo stuff that falls into, like, you know, you have a repeat, then she could potentially slide in, but... Slide into those DMs. I would be so happy. Well, Maggie Rogers did slide <laughs> into my DMs, but in not a good way. And that's a story for another <laughs> time, and it is an embarrassing story, and I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess you could say for the other two would be, like fallout boy uh i don't that's the one but i feel like that's the one that when i think of you i think of fallout boy dance Gap, and dance and paramore those are my three that i associate with you i haven't listened to fallout boy like new fallout boy in a while i think the last like i was actively listening to was when they like had their resurgence with save rock and roll like i i paid a little bit of attention but when like what was it manic or maniac uh, that came out like two albums later, I think. It was like a. Oh, it was really bad. Yeah, it was like, I I remember the single coming out. I was like, Ugh. oh my god, I was so upset. And like, I hate I hate being that like fan that like when a band does something quote unquote new, you're like, ugh, it fucking sucks. Like, let's go back to the old sound. Like, I hate that mindset. But like, that's kind of where I was at with that. It was just so di- it was obnoxiously different. And you, I don't know it. They were still, I think the thing for me is that they were still trying to be like, we're fuck boy, we used to be punk, pop, pop, punk. But like, they're not. Like that music video mm-hmm. for that, they showed the band playing their instruments and it's just like, this is all electronic. Don't act like the fucking drums are going or the bass is going because it's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when Save Rock and Roll came out, I feel like that's when we became like closer yeah. and that may be why I associated with you. Well, that came out freshman year of college. Like, toward the okay. end of it. So, yeah, that was about when we started hanging out. So, so I guess Fall Out Boy for, like, all time. But, like, stop at uh, maybe the album that came out after Save Rock and Roll that I can't even think of what it's called right now. But True fan right there. I, True exactly. Fan. That's why I... Patrick Stump, you listening? Listen. True fan. Patrick Stump, please listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, no, I... That's... that's Because I had a huge Fall Out Boy obsession. So, like, I don't think that's unfair to put on my top five of all time so i'll put them there like tentatively yeah okay um and then the fifth slot again i don't i don't know like i really like halsey i think she's been around long enough to say that like she could be up there but like currently i'm listening to a lot of periphery which is like a complete opposite spectrum i don't know like again the thing for me is like if a band is like in my top it would be a band that i want or an artist because it might not be a whole band. Uh, it would be someone that I want to see live. And truly, I don't think I would want to see Periphery live. They do, like, their deep cuts. Like, deep cuts. And, like, those tracks are fine. But I have to listen to it, like, when I'm listening to an entire album. I can't just be like, I'm going to put this one song on and, like, just jam to it. Like, no. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. So I don't know if I would really want to see them live. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I'll, I'll, th- that fifth slot is like a wild card for me. It's ever changing. <laughs> Your all-time list is ever changing. <laughs> I think that's a good representation, though, is because like I just really like listening to music, and it doesn't have to be new or old. Like I mm-hmm. could just get like a few years ago, I started jamming CCR. CCR has been around for fucking ever, and I was just like, oh wow, this band's great, you know, <laughs> like. It doesn't have to be, like, new for me to get into it, and it doesn't have to be old for me to get into it. This is going to be an interesting podcast, let's put it that way. Now that that went on for way too long on my end, I apologize. Do you want to talk about, like, your journey through music and, like, how you think you landed on, like, your bleachers and your monsters and men and Taylor Swift kind of thing? Yeah, I mean... In my youth, my sister is a solid almost, I will give her the eight and a half years. I was about to say a decade. And when she listens, she won't be happy. Eight and a half years. So we have a pretty solid age difference. And so a lot of the time I would just listen to what she was listening to. Like, I remember she had this one mixed CD that had like all American rejects, uh, like Savage Garden, Uh, I had a bunch of other stuff. Those were the like my favorite tracks I listened to, but it had like a bunch of random stuff from like late nineties, early two thousands. Was it like a CD she made, or was it like now that's what I call music kind of thing? No, it was like a homemade mix CD that her friend had given her. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a good one that I would steal all the time. (laughs) That was like the perfect mix CD. But then, like, the cornerstone of my childhood, like, early elementary school days, like, late 90s, early 2000s pop. So we got the Britney Spears, the NSYNC. Yes. And I really think that laid the foundation <laughs> for a solid pop yeah. love. Especially Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. But I think as I got a little older, and by a little older, I mean, like, third, fourth grade. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your tastes were more like... I was evolving yes. in... <laughs> and I got really into Avril Lavigne. Yes, our pop punk princess. <laughs> Feeling complicated, yes. you know, loving Skater Boy, all those jams. Uh, but then I want to say like early middle school, late elementary school was when I think I had that like music like a revelation kind of thing. Yeah, like it was with either... I feel like they came out around the same time. I could be completely wrong and just maybe got the CDs at the same time. (laughs) The Killers, Hot Fuss, and then Green Day, American Idiot. Those were the two albums that I was like, this is music. I don't know when Hot Fuss came out, but American Idiot came out in 2004. So we were in like in fourth or fifth grade. I loved both of those albums and would listen to them on repeat, uh, top to bottom. Yeah. And so I really feel like those were kind of a good foundation that led into the middle school, like, <laughs> pop punk, like, bands tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, of Paramore, which I didn't mention it in my top five, but that would probably also be Damn. an all-time fave and one of the ones that we can Overlap. listen to on our road trip. Yeah. Yeah, our road trip <laughs> In fact, I playlist. think we did listen to their entire discography shuffled. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we listen to it. Listen. <laughs> you gotta find uh, something that we enjoy, okay? But that was, like, I was obsessed with Paramore. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've told you this before, mm-hmm. but I tried to convince my mom to let me dye my hair riot orange. Thank you. We Haley compromised on, on red, but then I ended up not doing it. But, and then that's, I think, when Taylor Swift's first album came out. Mm-hmm. 
So country Taylor Swift. When did that come out? Because I know Fearless came out when we were in high school, I think ninth or 10th grade. I know I listened to Teardrops on my guitar when I lived in Memphis, which was in middle school. What, what is the name of that album? Is it Teardrops on my guitar? No, it's Taylor Swift. It's self-titled. Oh, 06 is when that album came out. Okay, so middle school. So yeah, those with Paramore and Taylor Swift, I would say were probably the fundamentals of middle school for me. And they both paved ways, uh, I think, differently. Yeah, Yeah, of like the two type of sides of my musical taste there. In high school, it evolved to, um, I was really obsessed with the kooks. Did you ever listen? No, I feel like at some point you told me there's like some form of like fan rivalry with a different band. Yeah, they have like a mild rivalry, like, I guess the fandoms do uh, uh, with the Arctic Monkeys. Really? Yeah, because they both debuted around the same time, and so Arctic Monkeys all the way. Mainly (laughs) because I've never listened to the Coop. The album that uh, it had like a resurgence when we were in high school because it originally came out in '06, but I didn't hear them until you know we were in high school a few years later. But and then I went through a 1960s phase. Oh, really? It was one of those people. <laughs> when your Bob Dylan love came out? Yeah, that's what I was leading to. And it deep dived into Bob Dylan. <laughs> so that, and I think really set me up for kind of what my musical taste is now. Like both of those, I think, because um, Bob Dylan led kind of that folky songwriter vibe led into like the Jake Bug of my college oh, years. I forgot about Jake Bug. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Alana was obsessed with Jake Bug when I first met her too. Like, this was about the time when everyone started getting their own record players and like Urban Outfitters was actively selling records and stuff. And so Alana's collection started and it was like, I feel like it was half Bob Dylan, half Jake Bug. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. And my mom was a big Bob Dylan fan. And so... She was real on board with it, and we would listen to him in the car. And so I feel like that was kind of the basis of it. Yeah. And during high school, um, bands like MGMT and Modest mm. Mouse were really big. And I think that led into more of, like, the Heim and Bleacher sound that I really like today and yeah. stuff. So I think that kind of leads into my favorites. You know I briefly showed you uh, Rin Weaver when we were in the car one time, but I don't know if you remember. Because I compared her to Maggie Rogers, so... Okay, well, I'll keep that one locked in for for the future. But she has, like, kind of a, like, alternative pop sound, I guess. Um, Like, it it is pop, strongly. But, like, the album, I think, was co-produced by a person from Passion Pit and stuff. So that's kind of a sound and stuff. But anyway, her album was probably my most listened to for our latter half of college. I would listen to it, like, in full every day, and that's not an exaggeration. Really? Damn. That was when we lived together again, right? How have I, how does this not ring any bells? I don't know if I just ever listened to it with you. I would listen to it in my room when I was going to bed or on walks and stuff. Yeah, I guess. So. I mean, you are the one who introduced me to Halsey, though, so that was around the same time. I mean, yeah, that is true. I was going to mention Halsey. I forgot, because that was also, I was really obsessed with Mm, Badlands. Yeah. That I had moved to New York, and at that time, I think uh, Bleacher's second album, Gone Now, had come out, and that was like the soundtrack of my life <laughs> at, the time in, at that point in time. And so I just would listen to that on repeat, and I think that just bleeds a lot of it into um, the taste I was listening to then and today's. Still but does and stuff. it bleach a lot into your? <laughs> <laughs> eh. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you for your laughter. <laughs> so beautiful. Anyway, what about Florence? You didn't mention Florence. Oh, uh, I mean, Flo- I mean, same thing with like Taylor. Florence is one of those that's just been there. She's like, you know, the stable Fred who's just always there. Uh, yeah, I, Florence, I think, came out when we were in high school. Oh, yeah. I think that's when... Uh, dog Days. Dog Days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out. And so, you know, I just really listened to her as a constant because every album's been good. So, so true, you- Rusty. So true. Are you, do you know a lot of Florence? I know I you would know, like, Dog, okay, I just want to keep Yeah, that I know Dog Day, I, basically all of their hits. The hits. And then Florence, I don't know if it was just Florence or if it was Florence the Machine, but they did the Elton John, uh, what is that album? It's, like, an album of covers, of Elton John covers, but it's all, like, popular artists, like, Ed Sheeran's on there, Miley Cyrus is on there, um, back in, I think, I think the Killers are on there, too. Uh, but anyway, Florence did a cover of tiny dancer i believe yes yeah so that one i listen to a lot but i've never i don't think i've ever deep dived into any of their albums well that'll be a good one for (laughs) to discuss at a later time also i'm now realizing we never actually discussed like what our like goal is except for just talking about music so maybe now is a good time since we've been kind of referencing that we should just because we've been talking for a while we should probably reiterate (laughs) what it is um because this is just the introduction episode right so this is just yeah yeah this is just getting you know listeners an idea and probably us a better understanding of like what to because like we know each other we know each other's music tastes but like this really is in our relationship kind of a blind spot of something that we don't really share with one another because of how different our tastes can be. Oh, a hundred percent. Because I can rec- I can generally recommend a TV show or a movie or even a book. <laughs> if I'll uh, read it. <laughs> you know, Rachel will like it. Or if it's something a bit out of her wheelhouse with music, I have no clue. Yeah. Not to lie, I've been stressing about <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting conversation. So so yeah, let let's let's explain things. So we already yes. have recommended things. We have friendly recommended things, friendly Rex podcast, right? But our our standard episodes are going to be three songs. One song we recommend to each other that we hope the other will like. One song we recommend that we don't think the other will like, but we still want them to listen to. And the third- And we hope they like it Yeah, we we still hope that everything we recommend is something that they'll eventually like, but you never know. Uh, And then the third one's kind of a wild card, and that one's more of a suggestion for listeners, or a recommendation uh, for listeners that- are graciously spending your time listening to us fucking talk about music. For example, the the band that uh, Alana picked for her wild card in our first episode, that one she knows that I kind of like, so it's not necessarily a question of, like, if I'll enjoy it or not. So that's just kind of a vibe of what each episode's going to be. Um, but we will have themed episodes. Um, we plan on just, you know, for example, we'll be probably going through, like, Paramore's discography and talking about that. But we will also hopefully be having episodes not just about music. They'll be about TV shows that we recommend and movies, uh, books potentially, but don't, I'm not (laughs) promising anything. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, just in general, this is going to be a music podcast, um, but we are going to recommend other things outside of that. So that's kind of the vibe of what we're going to be doing. So anyway, so yeah, so my musical journey, my, okay, so both my parents really love music. And this is actually what I was going to bring up to you the other day, Alana, that I had to like write down because I wanted to like tell you about it. 
So back in the Dizzy, um, my mom would have all this like spare change in the front of her car, which like is not safe. Don't do that because people will literally break into your car and steal your shit. So, okay, Tracy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, she would have a lot of spare change and this was, I mean, we were like in first, I was in first grade. So my older brothers were still in elementary school as well. And my mom would be like, guess who sings the song or what the name of the song is. And I'll give you a quarter. And like, that was like, I'll give you a hundred dollars, kid, if you can tell me who sings this song. I'm like, hell yeah. Um, So, so yeah, so we would do that a lot. And of course it was the same stuff because that was what my mom listened to was the same stuff over and over. Uh, But my mom would listen to like what she likes to call bubblegum pop, Uh, (laughs) Barry Manilow, Billy Joel, the Carpenters, uh, more people that I'm completely blanking on. Uh, my dad is more of like a, because my mom's from New Jersey. My dad's from Texas. So my dad was much more of like a Southern rock, like Leonard Skinnerd. I want to say he listened, yeah, he listened to Led Zeppelin. I don't know if you would consider them Southern rock or just classic rock, but CCR and stuff. Uh, I know dad listened to like ACDC and some Van, Van Halen, um, but not nearly as much as Connell's parents, or especially his mom loves Van Halen. Like, it's amazing how much. Interesting. Yeah, like, Connell grew- Connell's my husband. I should probably, like, say that because I'll be talking about him a lot. But, like, she, she, Connell grew up on Van Halen. Like, he knows a lot about Van Halen. It's so fun. But, yeah, anyway, my parents, um, my musical journey. Connell's. <laughs> <laughs> no, Connell, get the hell out of here. Um, but, yeah, so, so, yeah, so that's kind of their individual um music tastes I guess like pre-babies you know I grew up in Florida like the southern suburb not south Florida for people not from Florida like the more north you are that's the more southern it is south Florida is much more like metropolitan north Florida is very like just imagine we're a part of Georgia or Alabama yeah, to be quite honest exactly <laughs> it's, it's quite southern so anyway so I grew up in north Florida um and my parents really, really got into country. They're still into country. But, like, we would listen to... I don't know how much country you know, Alana, but we would listen to, like... None. Reba McIntyre, Trisha Yearwood. Nope. nope. Jody Messina was one of my mom's favorites. Uh, Sarah Evans. My dad cranked some Sarah Evans, which is funny. Uh, Rascal Flatts, Brad Paisley, all of those. So a lot of country was, like, what my parents would go for. And then, you know, the radio was on, so... Similarly to you, it was Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Oh my god, I could like still crank some Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Like, ugh. anyway, um, <clears throat> Ryan, my brother, still listens to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Ryan has such a unique music taste. I know. He, he's definitely someone we need to include on the oh, pod. My poor bro- okay, so Ryan's like, I love my brother. He is like one of my best friends. And the poor kid, like, he'll send me, like, you know, if you, well, I don't know if you know this because you use Apple Music, not Spotify. But if you, like, send a, a, a link to a song from Spotify, like, in Messenger or something, it'll be like, hey, I picked a cool song for you. You should listen to it. And I have so many of those messages from Ryan. And then, like, weeks later, he'll be like, did you listen to that song? And I'll be like, no, dude. No, I didn't. <laughs> I know, my poor brother. So now if he, get, if he like, starts on this podcast, he, like, I have to listen to his recommendations. So that might be, a, like, a good excuse to get him on here. Sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah, early 90s, or sorry, late 90s, the classic pop kind of thing. But, like, similarly to Alana, like, the early aughts, dude, like... 
Uh, living for it. So good. Like, I went through Alana and I, like, found out where, like, a lot of the, like, key albums, like, when they came out. So, like, Hybrid Theory from Linkin Park, right? still crank that shit like i loved lincoln park like for a long time and like when chester bennington died i was like legitimately that's probably like one of the only celebrity deaths that i've been like hardly like very affected by it like it was bad anyway um but yeah so lincoln park's hybrid theory was their first album that came out in 2000 fallen from evanescence that came out in 2000 that's a throwback i know but like i listened to them through like late middle school early high school like i loved evanescence for a long time and then avril lavigne let go came out in 2002 good charlotte i know you didn't really listen to good charlotte a lot but that was my shit the young and the hopeless came out in 2002 as well and that was with like lifestyle lifestyles of the rich and famous and boys and girls or whatever that song is called that i'm completely blanking on those were like the singles from that album 2002 so like for other people who are not our age, 2002, we were in like second and third grade. <laughs> like, we were children and I was listening to fucking Good Charlotte. Like, yeah, this is, I, yeah, this is, I feel this. Anyway, Green Day's American Idiot came out in 2004. Obviously, Green Day was around before then, but like, I think that's when a lot of people started listening to Green Day was when, like, yeah, all of those singles came out off of American Idiot. I know my sister was a big fan of Dookie, so, like, that was on in the background, but I don't think I ever really got into it, or into them, I guess, until uh, American Idiot came out, and that's when the love. Yeah, I didn't, I don't think I listened to any of their older stuff until Stick It, that gymnastics movie. Oh, really? Okay, first of all, side note, if you haven't seen Stick It, or you have not seen Stick It in a long time... Definitely recommend it specifically for the soundtrack. That shit opens with Grand Theft Autumn from Fall Out Boy. Brain Stew, I believe, is in it. Um, there's just a lot of really good, like, early aughts emo kid music in it. Like, super good. Sticks is in it, which isn't early aughts, but it's still classic. I think Renegade, that's the stick song that's in there. But yeah, so that's when I started listening to Older Green Day because Brain Stew was in that. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then Fall Out Boy, Take This to Your Grave came out in 2003. So literally like that first five years of the of the 2000s was like premium, like this is paving your path to becoming an emo kid. You don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, but on the other, like this was a few years later down the line, I believe. But like on the other hand, like Everlife. I don't know if you if I've talked to you about Everlife before, but they were like huge on like Disney Channel. You have. Yes. <laughs> I loved Everlife. The Veronica's, Ali and AJ. Oh, the Veronica's. I used to listen to them all the time on repeat. They're so good. Yeah, Everlife, the Veronica's, Ali and AJ, Demi Lovato's OG stuff, Taylor Swift. I was a fan of Taylor Swift for a while. Um, definitely died down. Um, and we can't. It's a point of contention in our friendship. <laughs> but we will get to that at a later time. Indeed, indeed. Kelly Clarkson. Fucking love Kelly Clarkson. Still, Same. I still listen to Kelly Clarkson. Her first album. Oh. The best. Okay. Oh, the best. I have a story about that album. So, okay. So the first album I think came out when we were in like third grade. And the only reason mm-hmm. I remember this is because fourth grade at my elementary school uh i went to elementary school in pensacola florida which is what like three hours from tallahassee barely um in fourth grade we would go on a 
school field trip, well, a, a grade wide, so all the fourth graders would go on a field trip to Tallahassee because that is the state's capital and we would learn about the history of Florida. I had a crush on a boy in this class, and I will not say his name. It's not like I even keep in contact with him, but it's still embarrassing. Um, But, like, I was so distraught that he was not, like, talking to me or something. And so I was, like, listening to Kelly Clarkson's first album, like an emo kid, like, looking out the, the window, like... Oh, my Listening to Breakaway. <laughs> well, Breakaway was on a different album. Her first album was like Miss Independent and stuff. Oh, oh, yes. yeah. I know a lot about Kelly Clarkson, Atlanta. You don't want to know. All of that to say, I loved like the the early aughts emo scene kid, but I also loved some pop music, and I think that really does like a really good representation of how my music taste is just all over the fucking place. Like completely. Like for the most part, I. I like me some heavier music, but like, I love that pop music. I really do. I hate it. But the thing is, you're so, I feel like you're so picky about pop music too. So this makes it so hard. I know. I, I am very picky. I think back then it was just like, oh, these are fun songs. But now I'm just like, but are they talented or are they just a pretty person behind what's the auto tune? You know, like, I, I think that's where it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I know that was like a, a lengthy time to talk about the first five years of the, the 21st century, but let's move into the middle school. We have We've only stuff. talked about your elementary school. <laughs> Jeez, Rachel. I told you it was long. <laughs> See, when you had told me, like, originally when I was preparing mine, I was like, okay, I'll keep it down to, like, just a brief and... When you we talked this morning before recording, you told me it was long. I didn't realize this long. <laughs> Let's just say here. Let me let me just like round it up because I feel like the latter years of my life have been pretty stagnant. Late middle school through high school, I jammed some forty one, three days grace, Breaking Benjamin, fucking anything. I I don't know what this station is called everywhere else, but in North Florida, it's called TK one hundred and one, The Rock, and that shit I cannot listen to anymore. But in high school, I would listen to it all the time. Anything that would come up on TK, it, Connell and I call it TK Rock. That's what we call it. Like, I don't think that makes any sense to anyone who's not from the Pensacola area, but that is what I would listen to. So, Food Fighters, Red Hot Chili Peppers, that's more because of Connell, but that was also on the uh, <laughs> on those stations. Yeah, like I said, Three Days Grace, Bang Benjamin, Seether, super into Seether for a long time. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. There was one album, and I can't remember the name of the album, but it has Walk Away from the Sun. They did a they did a cover of, uh, oh, fuck, uh, Careless Whispers, or Whisper. That was on there. I really liked that, but I think I just really got into Seether because of that song that was on the Punisher album with Amy Lee from Evanescence. Moving on, so that's what I kind of listened to. Linkin Park was still very prevalent around then. Fall Out Boy. Uh, I honestly, I dropped off of Fall Out Boy when Folia Do came out. And I know it's like a huge point of contention because a lot of people love Folia Do. And I could not get into it. There's like maybe four songs on there that I really like. But the whole album, can't do it. Yeah, I don't think I've listened to that album as a whole. I think I probably know like maybe one or two. Yeah, that's the one that has the, the song with Brendan Urie. Well, I don't know if it's Brendan Urie or Panic. There's that song on there. $20 Nosebleed. There you go. Um, and then uh what a catch donnie is on there i like that one there are a couple on there that i like but like i can't do the whole album but then they went on hiatus they didn't break up they went on a hiatus apparently um and then save rock and roll came out when we were in college 
fucking loved that album so much. I saw I saw them on tour twice when they were touring that album. Well, the second time was because they were also touring with Paramore, so it just like worked out. Also, yeah, Paramore was a huge. Th- I have not mentioned Paramore at all. I did not hear about them until Misery Business was popular, and that's when you know I bought Riot on CD, and I was like, "This is amazing! I need more of it." Then that's when I started listening to All We Know Is Falling. And then from there, I was like, every time an album came out, I was like, fuck yes. Hell yes. Thank you. Thank you. Drama. Oh, I was the same way. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't listen to All We Know uh, um, until Riot had come out. And so. And then you were just uh, like, ooh, pressure. Ooh, emergency. I, I remember watching the YouTube yes. video of pressure on repeat. Yes. Yes. Same with emergency. Mm-hmm. I was like, and emergency is like in this like old warehouse. She's wearing like, like a bride's dress. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like and like her hair. It was yeah. everything. It was like the like mid aughts like aesthetic to a t. Yeah. So Paramore one hundred percent has been with me for a very long time. Um, and I will. I don't think I'll ever not be a fan of Paramore. They just keep evolving yeah. and they continue to produce good music and their own music is just, is just still hits the same way it did when I was 12, exactly. 14. Yeah. Cause that's the thing, right? Like back to what I was saying about fallout boy earlier in, in the recording, like fallout boy, like just all of a sudden was like insane, like completely different. I feel like Paramore has, you can see where the gradual change has gone. Cause obviously if you were to compare Riot to After Laughter, they were they do not sound like the same band. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like between brand new eyes and uh self-titled, that's where I feel like the biggest shift was, but it wasn't so much that you're like, this isn't Paramore yeah. or anything like well, that. Well, I mean that's when just... the Pharaoh brothers left was between those two. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense as well why it was a bigger shift in, you know, tone and everything. But it wasn't anything that was extremely out of character or anything. It just felt like kind of a shift of how music was changing as well from the times. Because the pop punk scene of the band tour was a bit dying down. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But anyway, so that was high school. Um, Okay. And then college, pretty much the same. Oh, a day to remember. I I didn't mention them. But I do remember, I actually had a boyfriend, not Connell. So one of my boyfriends, he, that was when Homesick was the the most recent A Day to Remember album. And he would listen to that a lot because he was a year older. He would be the one to drive us around because I was still 15. And that was the CD that he had in his car. That was what we listened to. And I was like, I actually really like A Day to Remember. And like for me to, it was one of those things where I was like that toxic fucking girlfriend. I was like, if my boyfriend likes something, I can't like it. Like, it's awful. I don't know why I had this mindset only. Really? Yeah. I I feel like it's supposed to be the opposite. Like if you, uh, like the toxic behavior is that anything they like, you're like, I I know, no. Even if you really hate it. Yeah. But you were opposite. I had a, I, another one of my boyfriends, he was obsessed with ACDC. And I was like, ACDC sucks. Like, I, I I, was a horrible teenager. It's amazing that I'm still with my high school sweetheart because I was awful back then. But I think come Connell, I was just like, oh, I can actually start to like what my boyfriend's like. It's not weird. I don't know. I was a stupid teenager. Um, But anyway, uh, but yeah, one of my boyfriends really liked Homesick the whole album by I didn't remember. And so that's how I got into them. And then uh, after we broke up was, well, shortly after we broke up was when uh, What Separates Me From You came out. Uh, and that kind of was, that was my first album that came out by I didn't remember after I had started listening to them. Does that make sense? So like started listening to them, 
And then that was the newest album that would come out after I became a fan of them. So anyway, so ever since then, like, absolutely love a day to remember. There there have been disappointments, if you will. But as a whole, like, I still listen to every single one of their albums. Well, okay, pre-Homesick, it's very, like, hit or miss for me. But that's, I think, because they still sound very juvenile. Um, Homesick is when they started sounding like their their current sound. Well, okay. A couple of albums ago. There's a lot of contention on the internet with their current album because it's very poppy. Um, but anyway, we can get into that at a later date. But yeah, so that's that's that. And then come college, it was pretty much all the same stuff. But that's when I started really getting into like metal music, like progressive metal because of Connell. Um, and I hate to admit that because he always likes to be like, <laughs> look at all your favorite bands. It's as if I like forced you to listen to them because you wouldn't listen to them. And now you like them like chef. Um, but yeah, Dance Gavin Dance, literally y'all, literally my favorite band. I absolutely love Dance Gavin Dance. There is not an album, maybe they're self-titled, but there is not an album that I like 100% avoid. Like I am obsessed with Dance Gavin Dance and I used to hate Dance Gavin Dance. Like absolutely, like Connell would put it on the card and be like, fucking change this. This is awful. I don't know. I don't know where the shift is. I don't know where, when it happened. But, um, was it called? Connell just gave you Stockholm Syndrome, but with <laughs> Dance Gavin Dance. That's essentially it. You just, one day you were like, I love them. This is beautiful. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't fucking know, dude. But, like, um, instant gratification was the, I mean, this, I know this doesn't mean much to you. But anyone who is listening right now, and if you listen to Dance Gavin Dance, this will mean things to you. The most recent album at the time was Instant Gratification. And... I think I've explained this to you before, Alana. There have been three different vocalists with Dance, Gavin, Dance. And so this was the second album of the most recent vocalist. Um, so I guess a lot of the fan base don't like Tillian, who's the, the current vocalist. And so like instant gratification, I guess, wasn't very popular with the fan base or whatever. And honestly, like now it's probably one of my least favorite albums by them. I still enjoy the album thoroughly, but I think it's like on the bottom for me. Um, but that was the album that Connell was trying to get me to listen to, uh, and that I eventually got into Dance, Come and Dance because of that album. So, yeah. Anyway. And then from there, there's Good Tiger, uh, Periphery, Contortionist. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff that have been sprinkled in and not in the, uh, vein of prog metal, but Halsey. (laughs) was also in college. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably about, like, to catch up to speed that's probably a good stopping point for my like musical journey you know since mm-hmm. then maggie rogers has come out fucking love maggie rogers Haley williams solo stuff love it i was about to say spacey casey because that's her instagram handle uh casey musgraves <laughs> i i thoroughly enjoy casey musgraves and i think that i mean a lot of people love her don't get me wrong i'm not saying I'm special but i do think that that is more uh shown in my history of all of the country music that my parents listened to when i was a kid um, I think that's kind of why I like Casey Musgraves so much. Chili Peppers is because of Connell, but I do enjoy me some Chili Peppers. Foo Fighters is here, hit and miss for me. But, but yeah, so that, that's, that is my complete, like, insane musical interests. I don't know. Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> lineage. If, um. if you can call that a line, sure, we'll say lineage. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that was our musical journey and a little bit more about our tastes and how different they are. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry, it was a little lengthy. Uh, Our standard is going to be about 
Eh, 20 or 30 minutes. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but our standard format will be where we will recommend a song that we think the other will like. And then a second song where we think the other will dislike, but we still hope they like it. And then a third one's more of a general recommendation that we hope everyone will just enjoy. Um, that kind of is just reflection of our taste. And we'll discuss each other's recs and give our thoughts on it. Indeed. Um, but in the meantime, give us a follow on Twitter at Friendly Rex Pod. We'll be tweeting some like behind the scene things and just funny things in general. Um, and if you have any recommendations that you want us to listen to, who knows? Maybe we'll listen to it and discuss it on the podcast. So tweet at us and we will respond to you.